I can stack them hundreds to the roof. I ain't stopping till they stack to the moon. Without me, my family wouldn't have food. Anybody go against me, gotta lose. What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Guys, today, we've got the full crew. And when I say full crew, I mean 99.7% crew because my man Tyler is not wearing his salmon shorts, which you know means that it will be a mediocre episode because it's only a great episode when he wears his shorts. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Well, you're fired for the 30th time. Matt. How many times have we fired him, Sal? I would say 300. Officially yeah. once. <laughs> 30 was like being what really are we, nice. What are we good? Once once yeah. a month for Tyler? About once every six weeks. Yeah. I would yeah. say six weeks is a nice standard role. Yeah. You've been here how long? We can do the math. Yeah. Eight, eight years. There you go. Do yeah. the math. Somewhere in that ballpark. But, dude, the thing is, bro, is to not get fired, you got to rock the salmon shorts at least one out of every three days. That put, should be the rule. I'll put it on my calendar. All right. That's how you get shit done. As always, when we have the full crew, I'm joined by my swole, beastly, pastor of disaster, Dr. Swoller, Vaughn Diesel, Vaughn the Impaler, DJ DJ God. What's up, dude? We are one week away from what will be one of my most terrifying moments in my life. You actually going to have sex? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know I've done that at least three times. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. There's ways around it. Now. I know you've got three kids. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out if you if they're actually yours. No, man. I'm I'm posting. I committed to this in the Arte Syndicate, so I'm posting a picture of me without a shirt. A week Dude, now. you're looking good. I, I wouldn't be great, worried about I that. I so freaking, dude. bro. Like, this listen, is so completely out of my comfort I'm going to tell you what, dude. No bullshit. Like, I've always teased you, and, and we, you know, you know I love you, and that's yeah, why I tease yeah. you, but like... Bro, I mean, even Sal and I have talked about it. We're fucking proud of you, man. Thanks, man. Like, you're kicking ass. And, And like, dude, that shit ain't easy. I'm just getting started because I, I, I want to look like uh, I want to look like Jarrett or some of those dudes. You know, I was talking. I <laughs> yeah. was talking. I don't know yeah, if you're gonna go there. <laughs> I would, yeah, you know what though? I think he could do it. No, I know. Yeah, like, well, Jared, Jared's kind of like Jared Bond. Yeah. No, I can't do it. Yeah, I mean, realistically, can. a 45 year old man is not gonna look like Jared Bond. That's what you call 10xing your goal. Well, yeah, yeah. that's true. You'll get it. That's true. But so, dude, but I you just gave him what 12 nicknames. 13 nicknames. Yeah. Oh, we've got, I mean, I got way yeah. more. So he has a confessional because he came to me yesterday. We're out in the thing talking. But He's like, you know, I'd really like to be known for <laughs> the pastor of boom. Like, Vaughn, <laughs> you have 30 fucking nicknames. You want one more? <laughs> Dude, but the pastor thing about, boom. the thing, like the, it. what people don't realize is that Vaughn makes up his own nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> but then I tell people and then they say it. Yeah. So, uh, hey, hey, you know what, dude? You. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Although speaking of nicknames, we, the one that, we were talking about the other day for you. We, we have we gone public about it? Uh, what, which one? The apocalypse. Oh, the apocalypse. I like it. Yeah, I do too. I like it, dude. Dave Sparks from Heavy D made me a. Uh, so I saw him on a uh, on Monster Jam. Yeah. And like, dude, he's got the coolest monster truck ever. Like the Brodozer. Yeah. It's the first diesel monster truck. It's fucking awesome. Rolls a lot of coal. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of coal. And dude, he they had their jerseys right, and and like his said Heavy D on the back, and then Diesel Dave said Diesel Dave, and. I'm like, bro, I got to get one. He's like, cool, I got you. First of all, let's talk about how fucking good of a dude that guy is. Yeah, awesome. Like, I was, I was spoke, like, we both spoke at his uh, Heavy D Summit here last weekend. First of all, great event. Uh, those are my favorite, favorite kind of events because they're small, intimate, and you can actually learn shit. Um, but the, the, uh, I liked his bag. Like, I, this is the kind of dude Dave is. I liked his bag. I'm like, dude, where'd you get that bag? 
And like I text him because we were, he was doing something. We were in the same building. I said, Hey man, I shot him a picture of his bag. I said, dude, I want that bag. Text me a picture <laughs> of it or text me the link. I'm going to buy it. Text me back. He's like, I, I, I sent two to your headquarters to be there Monday. And I'm like, you <laughs> fucker. Awesome. But like, that's the kind of dude he is. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? He's just yeah. a great fucking guy. Uh, I was just talking to him right before the show, dude. I think we're going to buy fucking houses next to each other in Florida. Like that's going to be the plan. You're a good neighbor. Oh my God, dude. We'd have so much fun. <laughs> yeah. you. We, well, he's got some pretty good talent to fuck with us too, but he's, oh, he'd have his hands full. Dude, he, <laughs> he's, he's the guy that we've met over the years that I would say is closest like us. He's. There's some genius. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, like he's like our Mormon Lake. brother. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe we're maybe we came out of the the multiple wife Mormon. I don't know. There's you some know. there's some fucking connected DNA. You never know. There. Shawnee Town. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you know. So how cool would it be? Hold on, you didn't finish the apocalypse. What is oh, the apocalypse? I did it. Yeah. Oh, dude. You got to finish. You got to close, bro. I can't really tell the real story of how, oh. how that name came about. Right now, I'm getting death eyes. Like, fuck, fuck, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I can't really tell that story. I, I mean, I guess I could, but... Uh, for another time. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's, it's to for be beers. Yes. But here's the thing. How much money would you pay to see Diesel Dave and Heavy D in the button-down white Mormon shirts going door-to-door to people's houses? I bet I, they, they I had to pay, do it. I would pay... No, but now... It would like be an now. You know what? I'll be video. honest, dude. Those guys are good fucking guys. I know they are. Like they're, but, but I mean, but like, dude, with, you know what I likes? like about them too is like I ask them about like their their religion and stuff, and because I don't know much about being Mormon, and they don't push it or say anything. They're like, oh, this is what you do. It's no big deal. Like. It's just cool, you know what I mean? I still mean? think they'd be totally B.A. walking up in those button-down shirts with the- Hey, you want to join our with crew? Their, with, their beards and their, with their beards and their tats? Yeah, speaking There'd of There'd probably beard. be a lot of wives that would take them in. Oh, I guarantee it. <laughs> Especially Diesel Dave with those fucking calves. Yeah. Jesus the, Christ, man. See, he must be related too, dude. Yeah. Because he's got Frisella calves. I'm just saying. Yeah. We could brand that. Yeah, we could Frisella calves. Isn't that your theory? Yeah, you in a restaurant first? instead of chicken wings, they'd be for selling calves. Yeah, and it'd be like the primest steak ever. I thought yeah. your theory was that you had. And you to know what? Fat. You know what? You know what the well, you know what the long you, you know what the That's long what you know what the the biggest steak would be called the longest biggest steak the tube steak. No, it'd be called the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> so connect the fucking dots. <laughs> All right. So speaking of fucking epic beards, and I'm not talking about my own. We have. Some awesome guests here, and unfortunately, we don't have enough mics, so they're going to have to share a mic, and they'll be chiming back in. But we have a guy who, who Sal and I both recently met, and both were like, this guy would be awesome for the podcast. And I'm pretty sure you probably don't know who he is, but you are going to know who he is after this show. Um, I was introduced to this man and his company uh, from a friend of ours, Mike the Boot Guy. Okay, so Mike the Boot Guy, uh, Mike Ray, co- what his business is, like Sal and I and the guys here, um, we're all into cowboy boots. We're from fucking Missouri, guys. Like, we're into shit kickers and big trucks, and if you think it's because we got little dicks, you didn't listen to the apocalypse story, all right? So let's be fucking real. And even if we had little dicks, we got I big trucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> and badass boots. That's right. So we're walking around here, big trucks, little dicks, and big, badass boots, but that's fine with us. Judge us. Yeah. But Mike makes our custom Lucchese boots, and he does it for all the Major League Baseball, the NFL. He goes in, he sizes you, and you get to custom design your boots. It's an amazing experience. The boots really aren't any more expensive than what you would buy from the shelf, 
and you get to make them exactly how you want, which is really cool. So this winter, Sal put together an awesome gift for uh, all of our employees who had been here for five years or more uh, to get them a custom pair of Lucchese boots. And these are like, you know, a thousand to four thousand dollar pair of boots, depending on what they pick. But they were allowed to pick anything they wanted, and uh, it was just an amazing experience. And if you own a company, um, Mike uh is a, what's his instagram look it up mike the boot guy mike the boot guy sure. let me, let me check look. out mike the boot guy because uh, he's a tremendous dude and it's an amazing experience for your company uh and, and i don't plug people on here very often in their businesses but the reason that i'm plugging him uh and that we're going to talk to my friends here in just a second uh is because they embody what service in business is supposed to be and also what it means to start something from a literal concept and build it into a real business we hear from all these motherfuckers all the time right that are out there on instagram and have a trillion followers but dude the truth is is that real entrepreneurship is happening it's it's that fuck dude i sound like marissa there (laughs) did did you hear what the fuck Damn, Marissa. You were on a good roll, though. (laughs) I know. But real entrepreneurship is happening underneath the radar. And I want to work to bring more of the real fucking stories to the light. And, dude, there is not a more real story than what you're going to hear today about what it means to build something from the ground up. Uh, And Mike introduced us to uh, Nick and Josh, who own... Blue Delta Jeans Company, okay? And what Jean, what Blue Delta does is they make the world's best jeans. And I can tell you I thought that was bullshit because I got some pretty fucking nice pair of jeans. But Mike brought in Nick uh, just last week. Yeah. To, just last week I met this man. He, he sized us. We had jeans the next fucking day. No, two days later. <laughs> two days later. Two days later. Wednesday to Friday. And the only reason we didn't have the next day was because it was past shipping deadline. We had custom-made jeans. We got fitted on a Wednesday. On Friday, we fucking had them. And let me tell you, dude, they're badass. Like, the baddest, baddest-ass jeans that you could ever get. So, that's cool. The product's amazing. But the service aspect... And what these guys, both of them, Mike, the boot guy, and Blue Delta Jeans represent is the pinnacle of what customer experience should be. And so right away after we got done with getting fitted, I told Nick, I said, bro, you got to be on the podcast. And so that's why you're here. So welcome, man. One hell of an intro. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's the truth. Hey, no pressure. Right, right. And when you talk on the show, pull the mic up close. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, there you go. Um, First thing first, uh, normal weight is not one day because y'all aren't Andy and Sal. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> All right, so let's clear yeah. some shit up on the front end. Yeah. Um, so thank you for having us on, man. You know, thank you for supporting the small guys. You know, we're you know we're still a small company. You know, we're still hustling, but you know, we really appreciate the support. Uh, and it's nice to meet good people. You know, and you know it quick. So right. Thanks so, for having us on. Well, dude, look, man. Uh, y- I would be doing you a disservice. I would be doing people a disservice by not allowing you to tell your story. So let's talk about let let's just start from the beginning, dude. Like, where did this come from, and how did you start? Because it's an amazing story. 
Well, the idea actually came. You guys could both jump in and and chime in. So uh, Josh, our CEO, uh, it was actually Josh's idea. Uh, So you can go ahead. And let's back up one. Um, I'm Nick Weaver. He's Josh West. So we've been friends since we were 10 years old. West and Weaver, he, so our teachers were lazy, did, uh, you know, seating charts alphabetically. So he always sat right behind me. Right. So if you would have fucking told me he was been my business partner in high school, I'd be like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He he sucked at geometry. He was so bad. Uh, Yeah. Likewise, I uh, didn't know I'd end up with Nick every day looking at him in the eyeballs. But um, North Mississippi is furniture mecca. I right. mean, there's a ton of manufacturing that happens in North Mississippi. Uh, about the time of the, the recession, a lot of that was going overseas. And I just noticed a talent pool that was not um, anywhere else in the country, really, and that's talented seamstresses. And so, long story short, I backed into the genes saying, how could I use this talent that we have in North Mississippi to create an awesome product? And it doesn't get cooler to me than custom denim. And so, we, we built the product. I went to Nick. I needed somebody to sell. If you, if you can't tell, Nick's the salesman of the bunch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I went and, and, and found Nick. We were both back home, both successful and wanting to do something on our own. And, uh, and, and we started building the plan from there. We bought... Uh, 10 rundown soil machines from an old garment factory in Memphis. We moved them back to North Mississippi. We hired one seamstress and started in my grandfather's welding shop that he let us borrow. So That's fucking meager awesome. Meager beginnings. So, uh, in the beginning, you know, and when we found the machines, what do you do? You call your cousins that got a 16-foot trailer, right? So, we strapped down these machines. We tore up half the crap on the way back to the highway because we, we never transported sewing machines. Yeah. Uh, and uh, his dad uh, and uncle are uh, welders, Joe and Tim, and uh, they were like, well, y'all boys aren't going to pr- produce enough electricity to even matter. You know, after a couple of years, they were, they, they weren't saying that shit. Right, yeah. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you know, we plugged up, you know, you know, 10 sewing machines. Josh has three degrees. I have one, but we graduated the same year. So, you know, I, I had a better time. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, you know, I always kid with my wife. You know, I'm six years older than her, but we graduated college the same year. So, hey. so yeah. But, um, um, but what we did, we, you know, we hooked up the machines, we plugged them in and you know, what we didn't do, we didn't change the electricity circuit board. You know, shit you don't think about, you know, we're, we're going to make blue jeans. You know, there's not, and there's no electrician. We turned it on. It looked like 4th of July. Yeah. I'm talking about sparks <laughs> flying everywhere. <laughs> you know, the bathroom was literally an outhouse. It was his granddaddy's wrecker office from 75 or whatever. I mean, you had to have a flashlight and a gun to go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... Um, you know, and then, you know, we're, you know, there. To I'm picturing it. the kind of place that like, you're going to walk in and you're going to see like a snake in the toilet. No, this oh. is, this is where they uh, filmed Saw. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, dude. Uh, when y'all come down for come football, across, yeah. like, you around the corner, the little jigsaw dude. Yeah. <laughs> we're ready to play a game. You want a game? <laughs> we're going to make some fucking jeans. <laughs> uh, when y'all come down, we'll go stop by Mama Vi's house and we'll, we'll go look in the backyard and yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. show you where we started. Oh, I'm coming down, you bro. Know? So we had to keep, you know, pictures off the internet addresses off and people still tracked us down you know we uh, didn't have a central ac or heat so we had one of the roller diesels so you had to get it close to miss sarah but not too damn close you yeah, know yeah. set her on fire you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well then his dad got you know tired of us not paying rent so they moved james and the next door start painting cars so we what, what we didn't do and we were only making five jeans of 
fucking week, and that was, that was hard to do. Yeah. We didn't close well, off. You guys very, were making them yourselves. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we had one seamstress. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we had one part-time seamstress. And you can only she, convince one person to come into that hellhole. That, hey, exactly. <laughs> fucking sew some shit. We only interviewed two people. <laughs> the first person called us stupid and said, this will never work, because she knew how much we didn't know about blue jeans. And mm-hmm. she was 100% correct. We did not know anything about blue jeans. Um, but, uh, our second hire has started sewing pants in 1968. Um, you know, uh, her first garment that she sewed was a flower sack dress, and, you know, and for people not in the South or, you know, very, uh, you know, very poor back in the day, especially after the great depression, flower companies realized that poor people were making clothes out of, out of flower sacks. So they mm-hmm. started putting patterns on the sack. So she started sewing blue jeans in Mississippi in, um, 1968 with buddy or and then there was one independent contract sewer of the 501 so levi's had all their you know owned all their plants but they let one guy from north mississippi bo gibbons start up lucky star and they only made 501s so when we put the band back together we have a plethora of old 501 seamstress so they taught us how to make product you know and it created a really good atmosphere and chemistry between our workers and the owners, if you will. Now, the owners slash the shipping department, the cutting department, the sales department, you know, it was me and him and, you know, one seamstress at a time. Um, so, you know, we, you know, we started there. You know, it would flood. You know, we, we, we had a shop vac. You know, when it rained, you knew you had to go get the shop vac. And, you know, Sarah sewing in an inch of water, which is not probably up to code. And we've moved three times since then, but Sarah's still with us. Her daughter works for us, and her granddaughter works for us. That's so awesome. you got three generations of sewing right there. That's probably cool. Ahead so she made a believer out of everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Probably getting ahead, but I, at some point you got to talk about like how are you gonna? You know, I mean, obviously these are very highly skilled craftspeople. You know, so like how are you gonna scale that? How are you gonna scale that? How are you gonna how are you how are you gonna how do how do they teach other people? You know. Yeah, Let me so drag on this bald head, right? Yeah, so it, scaling, you know, as soon as we started making money and you know had some money, I wanted to automatically double our manufacturer. Hey, let's hire more seamstress, make more pants. Josh is, is smarter than he looks. Uh, uh, he, uh, you know, he made everybody go through the Toyota Lean process, and that was a game changer. And you can, yeah. So you know the the business model is built on. We have about three thousand trained seamstress in a thirty mile radius of our factory. So we're not really worried about running out of people. We're worried about those people aging out. So we've just got to keep training new people, which we're doing. We're training younger people. But we've got a great talent pool, and we're, be- we're able to pick the, the best fruit off the tree because the furniture factory is tough work. It's hot. There's a lot of people. They come work for us. We treat them like family. And it's air conditioned, and it's a great working. Better quality of life. Yeah, it's a great, yeah. it's a yeah. great move for them. So we get to pick the best of the best and bring them over to us. So um, the labor pool really creates the business because we have hundreds of years of experience in a seven-year-old company. How'd you guys come up with the name Blue Delta? I mean, I think I know, but. It's, it's a good name. Josh's first idea was Josh Jeans, which sucked. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so uh, I'm from the Mississippi Delta. Yeah. My, you know, my, my dad's first one not born on a plantation in the Mississippi, like, you know, in the Mississippi Delta in the last hundred years. Um, Josh is Mr. Delta State, if you didn't know. I mean, you are in the presence of g- greatness here. So. Touchdown on the Delta I, Blue. That's it. I think what was awesome, rain. And, I, and I think something we should talk about is, is – Talking about the stories, you know, Nick Nick is funnier than hell. Like, this is the thing. We were getting fitted for jeans, and, I mean, literally, had Andrew and I laughing our asses off. We started talking about, you know, 
all the glorious things, but in reality, like the funny is all the shit things you had to do, including your fucking rental company for driving students from <laughs> for parking. Oh my god, for Ole Miss, and then dude, you got to talk about the cleaning the carpets. Like you got to get in on this. Right, right. So that's one thing that uh, I am, uh, I guess I could say, proud is the okay word to say, right? Yeah, you know. I think it's still okay to be proud in America yeah. right now, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I, I mean, know. maybe not, but if they, like it, if they don't like <laughs> most, it, you know, whatever, yeah. Most people in America are proud of things they shouldn't be proud of. No shit. <laughs> well, one thing that, you know, I'm, you know, Josh and me have been friends since we were 10. You know, me, me and Josh do different things on Friday nights and Sunday mornings probably. Uh, but uh, but we have the same vision, you know. Um uh, I was working for a software company, and uh, the genes started to get a little traction. So they, you know, they gave me the alternative, either you know this or the, you know, or your job. And, you know, and not a lot of people in Mississippi, you know, you know, you know, are making the making the money I was at the time. So it was kind of a decision. So I did the, uh, I, uh, you know, I chose the blue jeans. I did an abrupt leave, and I didn't have any money. You know, I, you know, I didn't have any kids at the time. Me and my wife were just dating. Um, but, uh, and, uh, she was a property manager and, uh, she was bitching about the cleaning company. And I was like, well, how much are you paying these cleaners? And they're like $60,000 a year. I was like, all right, well, we have a cleaning company now, you know, <laughs> Oxford cleaning company, LLC, you know? Uh, and, um, so in, uh, in, in, in the first job that we got was these international student housing. And let me tell you, international student housing makes our fucking outhouse look like I mean, it, the Taj Mahal. I mean, yeah. these kids, you know, are not coming from the best situations. You know, they're not used to being able to take trash literally out of the apartment. You know, they don't know how to flush toilet. They don't know what a shower curtain is. They're taking showers. They're rotting. I mean, it's horrible. So I went to, you know, we went to Ole Miss. We said, hey, listen, we will clean every apartment for $15, you know, for each week. And that ended up being like an $1,800 a week, you know, profit, which is bam. Okay, now we got cash flow. Well, uh, what international students don't have is cars. And uh, they uh, Ole Miss football parking is not the best. So we went to the apartment complex. We said, hey, listen, we will provide the security, which was me and Josh and my brother, Big John, you know, you know, I, you know, and I, you know, you know, I'm you, uh, Big John's Andy. Right? So he, kicks, yeah. so he kicks your Total ass all asshole. Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. You yeah. cut champ. me off. Yeah, 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 yeah you're yeah. the office champ yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. My man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not the office champ with Big John. No, no, I got a crooked job because of him. But um, see, Nick's so, smarter than you sound. <laughs> that's I, fucking clear. I don't know that that's a compliment. <laughs> so. Uh, we, you know, we convinced them that we will provide the security and a uh, and a uh, and a benefit to the residents because we will manage and make sure their residents have parking. So we ran the we ran the shuttle. Well, when we would go rent the vans, we told them it was for games and what we were doing with them. They're like, well, you can't use them for a business and make money uh, because you can't charge for a ride and our insurance doesn't cover it. So we said, okay, good. $20 a parking spot, free rides. So uh, <laughs> so Enterprise Insurance c covered the two vans. We went to one-day signs in Oxford. We printed up the signs. And in six days, I think we cleared $36,000 in cash. We, of course, paid our taxes. Of course. Uh, <laughs> on every dollar, you know. Uh, but that was how... You know, and you know, you know, you know, you know, most business owners are trying to forecast six months, nine months later. You can't even plan a fucking vacation. Why are you trying to plan next week? You know, right. feel the ground ball hit to you. Right. You know, I mean, this is, That's right. you know, re reaction. Pay the rent this month. You know, and figure out next month when, when it comes. You know, and that's what you know. 
that's where, you know, we started getting a little confidence in ourselves. All right, you know, we popped up six days, you know, for your employees, me, Big John, and Josh, you know, and, you know, but we ran it efficiently. It was well run. It's well thought of. And we actually, and we knew it was only good for one year because the city shut us down after that. But, and, and we <laughs> knew this was a long-term game. I mean, we're building a luxury fashion brand in a recession in the poorest state of the union. We knew there was not going to be profit in year one. So we're building a long-term game. So we use these things to pay payroll and pay the rent and keep and keep plugging and being poor made us strong because if we would have had daddy's money and and like opened up a store in year one well we really hadn't got there to our fabrics that we really needed we had four fabrics in year one and three of them were blue (laughs) you know what i mean it wasn't wasn't mind blowing or anything (laughs) but you know i have blue jeans (laughs) yeah welcome man you know uh but you know it was being poor where we couldn't get in front of a lot of people we had to earn to get in front of people right you know but in year three when when we did open the store we were fucking ready you know zero so options mentality yeah, that's right, that, right there. you know that's why kids don't get drafted and they don't send them up to the big leagues it don't matter how fast they throw or how far they hit you know there's some development time you know and that's one thing that was blessing being poor was our blessing you know, mm-hmm. you know and it gave us time to make a good product as you both can see and to build our processes you know what's funny dude is every single successful person that i know that i personally know that started with nothing will tell you the exact same thing you just said 30 seconds ago not having the resources was my biggest blessing and you know you can always tell when someone's going to make it or not because they will see that they will recognize that like, they'll be cursing it. Like, we'll be saying, dude, what the fuck? Like, why don't we have this? Why can't we do this? Why? But we'll still be moving. We'll still be moving. And, dude, that's when you learn all the skills is when you don't have anything, right? Um, dude, the one thing I'd like to, like, you know, if you hadn't noticed already, Nick Stutters, okay? And he's also happens to be one of the best fucking salespeople I've ever personally met in my life. And damn good looking. Just one. <laughs> what? Plug and damn that. good looking. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He is, he's got a glorious beard. He, I mean, this guy, like, dude, if I was gay, holy fuck. Your, your butt would hurt, dude. Tyler. I'm just thoughts? being real. Thoughts? Tyler, you'd bang, I right? I can't wait to share with dad. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait. He's going to yeah. be proud. Yeah, for sure. Tyler, I would. I'm just being real. You'd be my kind of dude if I was gay. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank, yeah, you. yeah thank you. Yeah, Here, he's, he's, dude, good looking, funny, he's good looking enough. Dude, that I got I, the funniest story. So we were fucking riding the elevator at Aria last weekend. It was me and Chris, and these two gay dudes jumped on the elevator with us. And like this little, they had this like little dog. So I'm petting the dog, and I'm like talking like you know all dog talk to yeah. the dog. You know, let's hear it. You know, like oh look, you're so oh, sweet, baby. Sweet. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, were you so talking I, to the guy or no? To the listen, dog? so I pick up the dog, and I'm like petting it, and he's like. Oh, he really likes you. I'm like, yeah, he knows he knows good people. He goes, yeah, he knows gay people too. <laughs> and I'm like, motherfucker, I'm straight. Yeah. Uh, hey, dude. Hey, the dog, like, hey, the dog doesn't lie. Hey, you know I'm what? He, the guy knew. It is what it is. I take it as a compliment. I don't care. But so the I, guy was hit, so he trained his dog to hit on you. Basically, yeah. yeah. It, it almost worked. Is this worked. your way of trying to convince me? <laughs> was he good looking? No, he wasn't. No. Yeah. No offense. Nick's good looking. He wasn't enough. my type. Nick's my type. Yeah. Nick's right. Nick's good looking enough yeah. that. I sent him to my house and I had to make sure, like, don't be fucking hitting on my wife, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that he was hitting on my wife. We're not trading bikes. <laughs> yeah, no trading bikes in this house, son. Zero. Zero trading bikes. He's yeah. probably trying, though. Hey, uh, where, where's your closet? Yeah. <laughs> no way, no way. Oh, uh, dude. So, guys, what, like, 
Spit it out, Andy. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think. Like, what do you guys? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Who's got the stuttering problem? <laughs> Fuck you, man. Yeah, he is. But no, but tell me, dude, like, how did you overcome that? Because that's something that like a lot of people, I hear this a lot from people. They're like, dude, I can't really talk to people or I have a stuttering issue or I've got this or I've got that. A huge insecurity. Yes, uh, that, that they struggle with. And dude, you've clearly, you know, overcome that yeah. and you. become great at sales. Well, um, so I'm a son of an army brat, yep. and uh, I think I only went to 11 schools, but I changed schools 17 times yeah. in 12 years. Yeah. So um, either I was going to be a uh, you know very insecure or a huge smartass, and I'll give you one guess, but you know, yeah. and, <laughs> clearly uh, it's insecure, uh, correct? Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was those things like we talked about, you know, things you think you you know people think they know what they need to be successful but if you know i wouldn't sell my stutter for fifty thousand. I, I dude you know, i get it yeah you know it's part you know it's my you know i mean it was my pickup line yeah uh, uh you know i mean it was uh to my wife uh <laughs> yeah yeah let me finish that <laughs> Good clarity the, the there. statement yeah. there uh you know but uh you know um you know you know it has been a blessing you know and people don't forgive me you yeah. know, it's, uh, no. you know, that's my thing is, like, oh, you know, stuttering gene maker, you know, boom, yeah. you know, and that's, uh, you, <laughs> you know, what's it. funny, dude, is I get the same shit. Like, dude, people, I, I got asked two or three days ago, they're like, dude, Andy, why don't you get your scars fixed from when you got stabbed? And I'm like, bro, I would, I would give up everything I own, everything I own before I get that fixed. Everything. Awesome. Because awesome. I know, I know how important it's been to my success not just because people remember me because of it, but dude, it taught me so much. Like, why would I want to get rid of that? Why would I want to forget that? Yeah, but I look at like, so for me personally, it took me up until maybe even three years ago to have my aha moment in that regard. Like, you know, I'm a fat kid at heart and we're in the weight loss business, you know? Heart. I'm a fat kid at Bones and you're a fat. fat kid. You're a fat kid in the flesh, bro. I'm a fat kid in the flesh. <laughs> yeah. I'm still better looking than you, though, That's so let's fine. just get that straight. That's fine with me. And I'm in better shape than you. Let's get that straight. Let's get that not straight. So the guy, guy loses a couple pounds. Now he's fucking the rock. So my point being is I was riding on a lawnmower, and I'm, you you know, said I'm, it. I'm sitting there. <laughs> guy, so I was riding on a lawnmower, and I remember, you know, because I always think in my head, like, dude, like, how come I got the fat gene? How come I got the fat gene? Like, dude, I would, you know, because you're, I'm so fucking insecure about it. And then I realized, like, no, that was my gift. Like, my gift is to be able to speak to people who are going through the journey, but I got to go through the journey first. And it, so that's my relatability piece, man. Like I got, I can look at that person and be like, dude, I know what the fuck you're going through, dude. You gotta believe me here. You and know? you could tell, you could tell, especially in the fitness industry, the people who don't know what it's fuck like. Yeah, yeah, that fucking corny bullshit they type and post. It's like, dude, you ain't never been out of shape. No, fuck you. You ain't ever taken your suit. Yeah. You ain't ever not going to a you pool ain't party. You ever sniffed a chicken nugget and gained ten pounds, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or not gone to a fucking pool party because you want to take a goddamn shirt off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Even though like you're not, you know that you're not the worst looking guy at the pool. It doesn't matter. It doesn't you matter. Have high standards that's right. right and you're fucking what looks back in the mirror you're like fuck man it, yeah but you have to learn to get through that and that journey just like being a salesman with a fucking stutter you know what i'm <laughs> saying like dude you gotta fight through some shit yeah but dude it's an asset for him it's asset for me exactly what he asset said for you yeah you know so i think that's important for the listeners to understand like your, your weaknesses yeah. might be your fucking it, biggest no, strength your weaknesses are your asset if you right. know how to fucking play them properly correct you know and you stop being paralyzed by 
the thought process of yourself telling yourself that you're not good enough or no one's going to listen to you or no one's going to listen to you about fitness because you're fucking a little bit fat right. or no one's going to listen to you in sales because you stutter or no one's going to do business with you because you're doing business in a shitty location at first. I mean, dude, that story resonates with him and I and, and first form so much because, dude, I was for Four years of first form, I had a high. I couldn't ever show pictures of, of our warehouse or anything because it was embarrassing. You know what I mean? It was such a shithole that I was like, dude, if I show anybody this, they're never going to buy. Our they're shit never going to buy from us. Well, that and we would pay play fucking airsoft wars in the back. Because but that was awesome. <laughs> we should bring that back. <laughs> we yeah, didn't have enough orders we, to we, fucking we, do we, anything. We else. did play that. We played that until you ruined it and you threw a fit and fucking got mad and almost beat up Scott. He shot me in the fucking face. And that, well, I didn't that, have a gun. I walked in the door. The, the motherfucker you're, you're, shot you, me in the face. You can't talk about how awesome Airsoft is when you fucking canceled it. You shoot a motherfucker in the face, you're going to get punched in the face. Well, you didn't one punch plus him. one is two. You didn't punch him? That's because you were you like, canceled. don't, don't you, hit him. No, don't you, hit you him. didn't punch him. You took your ball and went home like a little girl. And we fucking, now none of us can play Airsoft. No, do you want to know the real reason we can't play Airsoft? Yeah. You don't remember the temper tantrum you threw? No, I do. But that's, <laughs> but that's because you motherfuckers can't clean up your own shit. I don't know about that. Well, anybody's welcome. My home. was my house clean today? Spotless. Yes, yeah. you got like fucking. Spotless. You got like four people that work at your house. <laughs> that was not two the years. fucking question. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> and sounds, I'm fucking couple man down like, right now. Sounds like fucking. You know. Uh, you know, from Sal down from where you guys are from, dude. You guys all got a fucking staff quarters and all this shit. I walk in Sal's house. I think I'm staying at the Ritz Carlton, man. Yeah. Motherfuckers bringing me drinks on a tray and shit. Just not doing it right. Yeah, fuck, dude. I, I need, need to upgrade my game. But yeah, man. I, dude, um, I, I mean, I, in all seriousness, I think the the re, the re, the reason that we all appreciated the conversation earlier is the struggle. Oh yeah, the struggle is real, dude, and it's cool. And I think that's for the, the young, best part, man. Those are the stories. That was I what know. I was getting at. Like you know, for you young guys out there, for you young guns who are like, you're gonna go through these fucking times. Like, and understand it. You know what I wish, dude? I wish I would have appreciated those times more yeah. when they were going on. That's dude. No, like I wish I could have known that I was actually gonna make it. Document it. Yeah, because that fear of am I gonna make it or not right. kept me from enjoying that time. Right. You know, and like now I look back and I'm like, fuck, dude, that was fun. That's how you train a dog. You put it in a corner and it's going to fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. You learn in those times. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing is like, you got to learn to appreciate the ride. Yeah. You know, being at the quote unquote top, like, you know, you're, you're never like, at the top. No. And no. in your brain, you think, oh, I'm going to get there. You're never going to, if you, if you have the right mentality, that there is never there. Yeah. Like, you're never going to fucking get yeah. there. So learn to enjoy the fucking ride and appreciate the like fucking even, car shuttle. Yeah. <laughs> right, even, right. There might be a hot chick become, on there. Yeah. Even when you become number one in your space, which we're not, and you know, you guys aren't. But even if we do, which I believe we both will, we're still going to be competing against the last version of ourselves. You know, I, I don't, I, I, cert, I certainly, I've changed my mentality. You know, it used to be like, I got to beat everybody else. Now I'm just looking at what we do and then I'm looking at how we can do it better. And that's what I constantly look at, you know, and people are like, are you worried about this guy or that guy? Or what do you think of this? I don't even fucking know what they're doing. Like, I don't even know what my competitors are doing. I used to know everything they do, but whenever I stopped paying attention, I started just paying attention about how we can improve our game, our business went better. So that's what we do. You know, how do you guys handle that? 
we're so different than the typical gene company. For sure. And and that goes back to restraints, too. I mean, yeah. we, we couldn't come out and put thousands of genes in stores. Right. And now that we can, we won't. Right. And, and people tell us to do that, you know, all the time. We need a rack gene. We need to do this. But um, T-shirts, hats. No. I think the experience that you guys provide is just amazing. Like, amazing. It it's uh, It's something that, like, and look, let's be real. These genes are not cheap. You know, they're they're not cheap, but they are the best jeans I've ever worn in my life. No question. You know, and, you know, and that's what we, you know, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, man, you know, I don't know if I'd pay $500 for a pair of jeans. I'm like, well, if you would have told me in 1999, I'd buy, you know, buy a green grill and it was going to cost a thousand bucks, but my meat's going to taste amazing. I'd be like, no, I'm not going to do that. I got my $40 charcoal. Right, and, right. You know, it's ye- a paradigm shift of thinking. Absolutely. For sure. Yeti, the same way that we talk, you know, I mean, how many Yetis yeah, you could pay sixty bucks for a Coleman, right. or you could pay four hundred right. for a Yeti. And I know people; some people are against Yeti now because they made some political statement or whatever. It's, but dude, the bottom line is they make the best fucking best cooler. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and that's what you know. We're not talking about price. Yeah. We're talking about value here, right? You know, would you pay five hundred dollars to have the best pair of jeans that you ever had fit you for ten years? I can, I can tell you this. I'll be real. When Mike told me they were five hundred bucks, I'm like, okay, I have no problem spending money, like. But that seems expensive. But then when I got them and I tried them on, I fucking got it perfectly. Like, it made sense immediately. Now you are my type. I yeah. can honestly say that. Now we're both each other's <laughs> yeah. type. So in a different yeah. world, we can make this work. Yeah. But, I mean, right. I think, you know, from the insecurity standpoint. We got to go on, we gotta go on a, a beer date first, though. Yeah. 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 We, we can hug and stick together like Velcro. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, dude, you're a little gay. Next we're going, e- <laughs> Next we're going Echo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I knew he was my type. Yeah. yeah. No, but, I mean, I think, you know, like, and I'm sure I'm not the only person like this. You know, the fat kid, I've had... 25 pairs of jeans and you only wear like the same two or three yeah. because they fit you the right way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I've spent far more money collectively over a period of time on jeans that don't fit. I can tell you this. You'll never have to buy another pair of blue deltas. You buy two or three pairs. I mean, you don't, you don't even need no other jeans. And not by, only, and by not, the way, I don't get paid to say that. Yeah. I don't get fucking nothing out of that. Like you're not, I'm paying just for met my, the motherfucker. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, not, not only that, I mean, you think about this, people don't think anything these days about paying five bucks for a cup of coffee. People right. do that every single day of the week and three months, you got almost the same right. amount of money spent that you would spend on the jeans. And what's even better is, you know, is the product, you know, it's hand cut, hand sewn in Tupelo, Mississippi. In, in the USA. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. You know, I now agree. we have indoor Bring bathrooms. Bringing real manufacturing <laughs> back to the country. Absolutely. Dude, I, that to me, I, I pay more just for that. There's, dude, there's a really cool story. How I, how I even came across this, tell them today, Josh has, they have a video of their, of their story on their homepage. And this is before, this is after Mike mentioned it, maybe six months ago. The story's fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Like showing, like it makes you American proud. On the homepage of their website? On the homepage of their website. I guess it's on the homepage of the About Us. Vaughn, drop that link in our our episode. It's a great video. And I think, you know, you start talking about, because anybody who's been through the struggle will understand and appreciate that fucking journey. Like that's what, that's what it's about. You know what I mean? Like that's what the fucking country was built on. That's what small businesses is built on. And so like when you watch this story, if you have an entrepreneurial fucking bone in your body, you get a little fucking blood flow. You get a little fucking hair standing up and you, you resonate with it. You, you, know little, what I mean? you get Thank a little apocalypse going. Mini lips. Well, and you know, and, you know, and what's good about, you know, our factory now, you know, we were sewing in a junkyard that you had to unlock a gate cause you had to hide it underneath the shit. You know, I'm imagining like two fucking, Oh, dude, wait. Turner and Hooch dogs. Yeah. You know? I'm going to FaceTime you in 
fucking walk you past the dog and everything. We'll like go drool ride coming out, yeah, fucking absolutely. big old chain but around now, his neck. You know, now, you know, we like back into a cotton field. You know, it's a nice metal building, you know, clean facility. You know, as yeah. your But we're double parking like you guys are outside. Oh, yeah. Nice cars outside. Wait, wait, That's wait. a good feeling. Oh, you yeah. Know, parking behind each other because there's no parking left. Yeah. You know, and that means because we're creating industry. You know, we're creating jobs. Yeah. Dude, that's an American That's dream. what, I'm, like, no bullshit. And I totally relate to that. My one of the things I do nearly every day when I get here, like this is good. This sounds weird, but you're gonna get it. And I've never told these guys this either. But I'll I'll drive through our around our building, which I don't have to do because I can park in the back. I can just pull straight in the back if I want to. But what I do is I drive all the way around the building so I can see how many more cars are here than were here last week because we're growing so fast that literally every week there's two or three more new cars. And dude, then the other thing I look at is like, like how many of the new guys are getting new cars that are fucking cool? Like Jared has his Shelby, uh, his, his truck. Shelby truck, the Ford Shelby truck. Like, and Will just bought the F two fifty platinum diesel. Like these dudes are buying fucking nice trucks and nice cars. And dude, there's a huge sense of pride that I get when I see that shit. That's like, the best feeling that's, in the world. I get way more pride out of that than anything that I personally get, like money or my cars or whatever. It's just cool. And y'all said it best, you know, you know, we are now, you know, this is year seven that, you know, we are successful, but there's only so much gas that you can put in the tank. You know, you can only eat so many red steaks, you know, and you, you know, and you're poor eating noodles. You're like, oh, when I make it, I'm going to eat good every night. Hey, you know, uh, it's the, you know, kids at home is what's important. You know, you know, we, 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 with one W in case y'all were, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we are creating industry you know uh we are buying denim from local mills you know um you know tom james is in 110 cities you know and there's you know and they're selling our product and they're telling our story you know because you know it's our story and then you get the product so it's you know we don't spend money in marketing and champions are one of people like you that appreciate the struggle that take us other places you know mlb all that happened because we got one guy you know nfl yeah that's a big part of your business right right. you do what mike does where you guys go into locker rooms and fit all the players so we actually met them yeah um you know in and you, you know, and you build relationships. You know, we're at Joe Madden's VIP opening of his restaurant tomorrow night in Chicago because cool. it's more than pants. Yeah. You know, it's about, right. you know, in the first podcast I ever listened was, you know, uh, uh, caring's not a fucking buzzword. I was like, yeah. boom. Yep. You know, I was like, you know, sh- you know, great rap music, first five seconds, awesome. Yeah. And then you went right into it. You know, I was like, man, this is great. You know, you know, you, you know, y'all just met me, but you know, we just heard of you guys. And I'm like, man, how did I know these two entrepreneur rednecks are, you know, you know, crushing it in your yeah. fields and y'all are still the same dudes. That's what was really re- re- refreshing for me is like, y'all have came, y'all have owned your industry and y'all are still two rednecks fighting in the other room. Oh yeah. You know, I love <laughs> so, that. That's, that's the truth. I love that. So let me, let me circle back to something Josh said. Cause I but know. Dude, I think, let, hold on. Yeah, 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 I want to make a point to that. Yeah. I truly believe that that's what makes us us, though. And I think that's what makes you guys you. You know what I'm saying? The fact that you didn't change and you didn't try to mold and you didn't try to adapt or be what everybody else said you should be. You know, him and I are literally incapable of doing that. Chris, incapable of doing it. Jason, our key people. You ain't gonna break it. Yeah, we're fucking who we are, and that's it. And there is people that don't like it. Fuck, dude, I have people that write in all the time, dude, that fucking write into customer service at first form and be like, you know what? 
I'd buy more product if Andy didn't say more. If he said less fucks on the on the show, and I'm like, my soul's not for sale. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like yeah. that's I'm being real. What do you want me to do? Pretend I'm somebody so I could coddle your fucking life and be like you, like. If I was like you, I'd be writing into somebody else's yeah. shit, bitching about the shit. <laughs> you know, instead of doing shit. You know, so like, the, that's a whole nother topic. Like, where the fuck do people get off telling people they should tell how to be when they haven't done a fucking thing? But that's a good lesson for the young guy. Yeah. Go be you, man. Like, what you yeah. realize is if you got a backbone and you stand for do something. Do you remember that conversation we had when we were first starting First Form about what direction we were going to go? Do you remember? Like, and we were like looking at all the competitors and we're like, fuck, dude, all these guys are like, flashy with like oh yeah guido I, hair i know like, who you're talking about yeah they're all in <laughs> south florida or california and they're all wearing short shorts and fucking weird shoes and we're like dude that ain't us like what the fuck like we can't be like that and, i would hate myself if Tyler, I, like yeah. i would fucking hate myself if <laughs> yeah I fucking look and like, like that. dude we're like and we had terry here remember and yeah. we're like because terry's from a farm too and we're like we're all sitting here and we're terry's uh one of the people who really helped Get it off the ground. Get first form going. She moved on, started her own company now, but um, still work with her all the time. But she, uh, she was. We were all sitting there, and we're, she's like, "I got an idea," and I'm like, "What's that?" And she's like, "Let's put a picture." And I remember exactly what she said. She goes, "Let's put a picture of a bucket of beers on the supplement homepage that says we're just regular people, just like you." And then the next picture is going to be a picture of Andy, your tractor plowing your field at the farm, and I'm like fuck yeah dude that's what we're doing and that's where we came up with the direction and like that because that's who we are dude easiest thing like, to do tomorrow, is be you <laughs> tomorrow i'm going out and i'm fucking cutting grass at my farm on my on my fucking john deere 6430 and i'm gonna what? listen to fucking radio and i'm and it might be 90s hip-hop yeah, and, yeah <laughs> it probably will be i'll probably listen to fucking bone thugs cutting my fucking farm yeah. but like dude you know it's the, the first of the month yeah <laughs> dude i think I think um, nice vocal right there. <laughs> Thank you. I think the uh, dad did a good job instilling that in us. He's the best. Yeah, because There's not a better motherfucker than he him. used to always say, "You can live in every world if you want to. You don't have to define yourself by one set of rules." And like that's why you know we wear boots and jeans and listen to fucking rap and like drive fucking Rolls Royce and like I mean whatever the fuck you want to do, do it. But be you because that's what people are gonna resonate with. You know, well, that's why dad. I mean, my my dad. You see him walking around here. He, he fucking great. Nice calf muscles too. Yeah. Great calves. Yeah, it's you know he's, he's got the best calves. Spent a little time in Salt Lake, apparently. <laughs> yeah, but you know, dude, he's always him. He wears a black fucking Harley T-shirt. He wears now he wears first form T-shirts. Black yeah, thanks. We converted him. Yeah, he, he but wears, for year, for for fifteen years, twenty years, he did not wear a shirt that wasn't Harley Davidson shirt. Yeah, and he wears khaki fucking shorts. Yeah, he wears the same fucking thing, and he is the same fucking human. He didn't give a fuck who you are. He will shake your hand. He will kick you in the nuts. And that's Big Jim. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but but we were raised that way. Yeah, and, and he, you know you know what's funny, dude, is he was he's uh when you say like he doesn't give a fuck who you are, that's not a negative thing. What you mean by that is he actually treats everybody with respect. Everybody's the same. Yeah, right. From fucking, it doesn't matter if you're Bill Gates or it doesn't matter if you're fucking. That's it. A janitor. It doesn't matter. And he always take pride in what you do. You get dressed up, look good. You know what I mean? But be you. Like just fucking be you. Like I'm going. I got a black tie event tonight. And a camo fucking tux. You do? Yeah. Which one? Prada. Oh. What well, the- camo motherfucking tux. What's he got going on? Uh, a kid's function. Oh, okay. That's acceptable. Yeah. I, you know, I like I like raising money for kids. That's like my jam. I'm just saying, 
I was going to make fun of him for black tie, putting on a black tie event. No, no. But I guess well, that's acceptable. Listen, man, I mean, uh, he's, know, he's, our, our crew rolling in, like the women, we got, we got, a, we got a, we're going to have a good arsenal of, yeah, of yeah. ladies. Uh, we ha- we're going to have the table. Prada's a little fancy. He is fancy. He's fancy. But hey, be you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, dude, if you're a plastic yeah. surgeon, your fucking last name's Prada, you yeah, fucking yeah. better rep the yeah. A game hard. Hey, dude, look, best, best guy there is in the world, Prada. He's awesome. Yeah. He's definitely one of the best surgeons in the world. He's a, one of the funniest dudes, too. He's a funny ass dude. Yeah. He's the boob. He guy. lets me play with his fucking fake titties when I come in his. Not the real ones. The, <laughs> not his fake titties. Yeah. Like the. the, the he actual, uses them as paperweights on his desk. The actual implants. <laughs> so oh, you're like, wow. there, like when I go in his office, I just always play with the boobs. You're talking about cars, you know, and, and you're like, you got, a, you got a 570cc. You're like, oh, I kind of like the 570s. Yeah. My wife has 520s. Let's see. Maybe we should get some 570s. Yeah. <laughs> Close your eyes. You that know. must be some marketing shit that he does. But he ain't stupid. Yeah. He gets hey, it. Hey, here, Andy. Look at all these boobies. <laughs> you see the, the 800 XLs? Yeah. He just knows Andrew Andrew wants everything bigger and better. Yeah. And so then, he puts them in there and shows them. Yeah. You know, and then he's the like, when, when are you sending Emily in? And I'm like, bro, soon. No <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not trading bikes. Yeah. <laughs> you will not ride my dino. In a funny way, the way he says it too, he's like, when you when are you sending that smoke show of your wife in? And I'm like, probably never, bro. <laughs> now that you say that, I'm sending her to the fucking dollar version. <laughs> oh, so, shit. uh, yeah, so obviously lots of great stories. Obviously, we've talked about mindset type stuff. That's part of what this podcast is about. But we also like to provide like super practical. And something you said earlier, uh, I want to circle back to, Josh. You talked about in the process of scaling, teaching people lean. Well, we, we don't really talk about that kind of stuff too much uh, on the show, like the lean manufacturing, what they do at Toyota. Could you just like kind of summarize? Because we've got a lot of small business people, a lot of entrepreneurs. That struggle with scaling. Well, yeah, that struggle with scaling. So could you summarize like some of the principles that you learned from Lean that you, you think could apply to anybody? The main principle that we use, because we're a bespoke product, but you can use it in any field, is one-piece flow. And that means we start a gene, and it goes through the process in one fell swoop, from the first dot of the pattern to the shipping out the door. So when a gene goes in motion, it ships that day. Unless, you know, it's it's on the, the shipping table, unless it misses a shipping deadline, it's made and finished that day. And so you can do that with anything, with any project, but it helps you not miss things. If we cut all our genes and batched them and set them in a corner, what's going to happen? One of them is going to get something on it. It's going to get dusty, cut up. If we waited till the next day to put the buttonhole on, well, that person's not here today. So she, she did half the job and didn't finish it. It's inconsistent. So one piece flow, it's Toyota makes the Corolla in 13 miles from our facility. Yeah. So we learned that from those guys, and um, it's changed our business. That's awesome. I think Boeing keeps errors to errors to a minimum. Yeah. Productivity right. high. Going faster and increasing your quality. Yeah. That's really hard we, to do. We we used to have one inspector. Uh, now we have 29 inspectors because every time it goes through a uh, one of the cells. It gets inspected by each person making the gene. They're looking at their quality work, and they're looking at the person before them. And, That's awesome. And two, back in the day, since she only had one inspector, all these seamstresses would sew them, and then at the, end, at the end, she would fail it. Well, the gene's already made. Now, if something is a flaw, we catch it in step three. We don't go ahead and keep putting money in the product and realize on step 17 that it's bad. So you're catching stuff sooner. Or eliminate shrink, too. Yeah. And, and and throw away shit and errors. Well, and all labor. That. I mean, think of their labor costs. Like yeah, if right. you can, you know, you spend another four hours on a bad pair of jeans. Right. You know, yeah. it's four hours you could be moving and, forward. Yeah. And and um, 
And, you know, and you probably didn't see the heavy bag I got outside, but there's 50 fabrics in there. There's 10 different thread colors. There's three different hardware. You know, we do every cut from cigarette, women's, men. You know, most men are wearing this modern cut with sports jackets. But there, there is over 400,000 different options that we can make with our cellate. So I love when people try to order something that we don't have. I'm like, you literally could build 400,000 yeah. of these. And, you're, and it's uh, not so, a secret, you know, like yeah. – People are worried about showing their factory. Or, I, mean, I will give you the blueprint. We, <laughs> we did it. Yeah, yeah. Andrew does good it every luck. week on the podcast. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. Good, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I, st- I stopped. I used to do that too, man. I used to be real secretive about how we did everything. People still think I am. They think I'm not telling them. Like Let's tell them this story. They can't believe <laughs> I'm. They can't believe I'm telling them for free. You know what I mean? Um, Good chefs make make cookbooks. I tell you what's in it. Yeah, it ain't gonna taste like that because right. you ain't. I mean, you, you ain't you know Emeril Lagasse. But, well, dude, hey, but you, know, you can read it. Well, I mean, let's be real, dude. Being a great chef is about following directions. Okay, and it's about learning certain skills. And the problem, is, the, the, the what makes a great chef different from you or I is not the recipe. It's the attention to detail and the attention to that craft that they've put in in repetition over and over and over and over again. And I'm just confident that no one else is going to do that better than me. That's it. So I don't, you know, and that's no disrespect to anybody else. I just haven't seen anybody. Like, I don't think people actually believe that I worked for 10 years for three for free and the next seven for $695. They don't believe that Chris and I cuddled up on a fucking piss-stained mattress for fucking three years on and off. They don't. They don't believe it. They think it's fucking some bullshit story that I tell to like. We were cuddled up because of Soma Solution and Bud Light. <laughs> it was cold back there, <laughs> but I'm just saying. But like you know, people. I just don't. I just haven't met very many people, if any, besides you guys, and maybe a fucking less than this many five people in my life that would be willing to pay that price. And that's just the truth. So I don't mind giving the recipe. Because I don't, I'm already 20 years ahead of the next guy who's going to pay that price. So, so now I'm willing to give it because I hope that other people will follow that lead. You know what I mean? But, um, uh, that happened just a couple weeks ago. Somebody was like, "Oh, they're going to do what you do. Better pack a bag, motherfucker." Right? <laughs> <laughs> There's in well, not only in 20 years. You talk about those guys who are upgrading their lives. What happened? Talking about, oh, they're going to do build an independent program and do what you guys are doing, and this is what's going to happen. You better pack a lunch, motherfucker. Oh, fuck. Go ahead. I mean, you start looking at the at the years and hours and experiences, not only- That a bunch of smart motherfuckers- That's right. That worked their asses off, put in. You're, and you're talking about cultivating these guys on top of each other and on top of each other. And like, I don't give a fuck if you have this blue plan. Look at- Here's here's the plan. Now go build them motherfucking guys because that's the hard part. You know, talking about building talent and fucking, you know, and having character and and having a seamstress who can teach her daughter and her granddaughter the fucking technique in the fucking game and they're invested in it like and they love their customers like, good luck, bitch. (laughs) Dude, for real. Come on in. And if you can do it, respect. That's right. Right. Yeah. But we're on the 50-yard line. We can hike the football when you're ready. We've got a 29-year-old uh, pattern maker, master pattern maker from Winnesota Road, Mississippi, Johnson Benjamin, weirdest talent I've ever met. You can't reproduce that. I mean, He's third generation in the blue jean. Uh, his mom was a seamstress. His dad set up factories, and his dad was over quality control for Levi's. He came to our first trunk show in 2012, got a pair of jeans, and said, I think I'll make a better pattern than you. I'm like, fuck you, do it. You know, and <laughs> guess what? He was right. <laughs> yeah, but, you and know, then you hire him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, we needed, you know, hey, you know, 
picking out talent, you know, you know, Josh is good at some things. I'm good at things. We stay in each other's lanes, you know, but, you know, we're a team. You know, I couldn't afford to get married, so Josh had to buy my Jeep. You know, you know, at the time, so we could pay. You know, we done been to war. That's too, cool, man. You know, yeah. So it's uh, yeah. So I drove my Jeep for two years with a different county tag, and people are like, "Why do you have a different county?" I'm like, "Ah, you know, my dad still lives there." You know, but <laughs> I was paying his note. You know, yeah, and cleaning some damn carpets. You know, but yeah. you know, but that led to this. You know, and now. And it's you know it's uh, you know we're you know you know we're still not there you know like you always said you know you're never going to get there but yeah. it's awesome like you guys appreciate our story but but you appreciate the product you know that's proud you know that, I mean dude that's I mean that that is the respect you want to yeah. talk about respect that's respect you know what I mean because you put them on and like when I put the jeans on you know like I you know like I feel like I'm a part of it you know what I'm saying like yeah. I love that shit. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, and I you feel I proud people, to wear them. And I want people to do that, like when you know when, when they our, use our product. When they use our product, right. like dude, just wearing that logo to me, like when I walk through the fucking airport, when I see somebody, has the greatest sense of fucking pride that you could fucking have, man. Like I just look at that person, I want to hug them. Like, come here, right. motherfucker. Like I know this is really weird. You don't know who the fuck <laughs> I am, but I need a hug. <laughs> we say it's, it's like uh, being in a band and hearing your song on the radio. Fuck, there's man. nothing. I better. don't know what that's like, but boy, I bet you it's good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you guys see people wearing your jeans that you don't know. It's weird when you're like, hey, can I see your butt? You know, it's a little weird. uh, That wasn't weird at my fucking house today, you motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you this, though. They have a fucking client list that should be recognized on this fucking podcast. I mean, their client list is ridiculous. Oh, I I believe it. From every NFL locker room, MLB locker room to, where were you a couple weeks ago? Good, good, good question. <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, I don't know if you're allowed to tell that. You know, we are. You know, we are providing a good service, and people take us with us. You know, uh, you know, I gotta give a shout out. To, uh, you know, Dak Prescott had us out twice this year. You yeah, know, the Cowboys won an Oxnard, won for a Christmas gift. Uh, been a great local supporter. Knows we can't afford his endorsement. Doesn't care. Just a good dude. And I hated him in college. I'm a big Ole Miss fan. State. So me saying nice He's words about Dad Prescott. Yeah, it's He's hard. hard. Uh, oh you yeah. Know, uh, you know, vice versa. You know, Eli is a uh, is a friend. You know, good dude. Uh, been buying jeans for five or six years. You know, Eli Manning is our was our first. Uh, you know, blue check mark, and you know he has continued to support us. You know, you know this year for Christmas, you know he bought the O line. This, you know, and the, you know, you know uh, he didn't do that uh, for you know any publicity. You know, he, you know he's an opposite, quiet, shy guy. You know, probably glad I'm name dropping him here, but you know he did it because he liked the project and he wanted to support us. Same reason. Don't worry, Nick. Nobody listens to the show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I actually googled you. And- and you're kind of, yeah. yeah. You're growing out here. Yeah, yeah. I'm maybe one apocalypse. day. Yeah, one, one you day. got legs, man. Just hang in there, buddy. Yeah. I'll stick it out. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, the next question is do you take credit? <laughs> yes. Because yeah. I'm, I want to get measured. <laughs> I know a guy. And man, right. I always got to take Vaughn, I'll buy you too. a pair, man. You don't have to buy me I'll a buy pair. you a pair because, you don't have to buy just me because a pair. as a thank you for doing some work and not being a bitch. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> but, you look uh, good, dude. I'm proud of you. Thanks, man. I need a little gift. I, I appreciate it. Look at those guns, man. I needed to flex make my, now. Look at that fucking No, I taught him how to do that. <laughs> I taught him how to do that. It's a fist under a bicep. Yeah, That's it was involuntary activity. I didn't even you know, know I was well, doing it's it. It's probably involuntary because you went home and practiced it after yeah. I taught you. See, uh, dude, you can't just do a basic arm have, cross like this. I might. You got to do like you got to like press them out a little bit. Yeah. I, I might. I might be spending a little bit time more time in front of the mirror these days. Yeah, just a little bit. That's good. The gun show. You like it too, don't you? I do, but I need a pair of jeans that's actually going to give me a butt. 
Well, what you need, what you need, what you need, actually, well, you need a squat like, rack. Well, no, we I'm do doing that. It's now. just not so, coming fast as, so as fast as I want. Year seven, to. like in year two or three, I would have made you a pant to fit. Now I'm gonna make a pant that fits and looks good on Instagram because that's the world we're in right I, now. I, right? I can deal with that. So we can actually, um, we actually learned this from a business partner of mine uh, that has a small rear end. We can actually make your pockets bigger. We, we, we can raise them up, and it gives the illusion that you have a better ass than you actually nice. do. I like it. Because I like this guy. People like our jeans for several reasons. Made in America. It's hand-cut, hand-sewn, raw denim, Holland and Sherry cotton, you know, how it's made, what it's made. But also, it's the fit. You know, yeah. that's it. You know, and we're making people feel good, look good. And two main people that buy our jeans, you know, people that are in bad shape or, or you know, shape they don't desire, let's say that, that you don't want to hide it. You know, all the other people that are in good shape that they want to show it. You know, y'all are spending 75 days sweating your ass off doing selfies, shit you want to show off, you know? That's right. <laughs> I'm not pointing a finger to anybody. At, uh, you know, hey. uh, yeah, fucking hey, wearing that's, heavy. That's earned confidence. Right, that's yeah. right. No, but, you know, you know, we have such a different, you know, we have guys that have private jets. Uh, we have school teachers that, you know, save up, and this is the reward to, that's awesome. you know, you know, Josh coins this phrase, we are an affordable luxury. You know, and, and the product lasts for so long that it's, you know, it's not about price. It's value. Right. Value is what we're selling. You right. know, um, we're it, proud of our list of our blue check mark list, but it's it's just validation for us when we see those guys that could literally wear anything they want to wear, and they have us out. That's they dude, give that's us such a, a great testament oh, to you, yeah, because oh, it is man. true. Yeah. I mean, I you know, th- those guys can buy anything, anything, and they choose to buy that. It says a lot. Now, stupid question, but this is men and women, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You yeah, know, we. Bon, I, for the half. The, the oh, that's right. You're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he's only looking at his arms. That's what he's doing. Not listening. He's like, he's like, I wonder if I push a little harder here, if my bicep looks bigger. Well, he knows the camera's on him now. Right. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Oh, yeah, right. Such a liar. You know, you go to hell for lying, bro. That's true. Master Boom. Master Boom. I never thought about that. Yeah. You want to admit your lie? All right. You want to confess? Uh, well, you know. Did you know the camera was there or not? I confessed too much. Wait, wait, wait. Did you know or not know? I might have I might have seen it angled that direction. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is watching. Just That's right. All right, dude. So look, where can people learn? Like, how can they contact you? Like, let's say we got some guys that are interested in using you guys. What would be the best way to get a hold of you? You want to say the website or do you want me to say too many letters? BlueDelta.com. <laughs> Just bluedelta.com? One D. Okay. Yep. And you can put in a request. You know, we have uh, several dozen wholesale accounts all over the country. You know, we're in about 50 cities now. Um, uh, we do have a storefront in the beautiful Oxford Square. You know, it's an old tailored shop. But, man, if you contact us, like, you know, this is the second time I've seen y'all in a week, and y'all ain't that pretty, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, let's, know, I mean, let's not exaggerate too okay, much. Okay, we're pretty, okay. We're pretty good pretty. beard. Good, good beard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not I mean, that's that's a good, that's a good one, too. Fair <laughs> But, you know, we are not scared to, you know, travel, you know. So, you know, people book corporate events all the time we do a ton of work with southern glaciers and tito's vodka because they fly us all over from pebble beach to boca raton because we're gender friendly one size fits all if you will and it's a quality product you know so corporate gifting has really turned into a huge part of our you know because ceos in you know now it's entertainment you know josh and me are gonna come it's story time you know yeah and uh you know we you know we spread out the same way we do this and now it's 
you know, it's turned into a thing, if you will. And we do great collaborations. Um, just people take our product in places that we should never be. You know, so it's been awesome. So we have over 50 reps across the country. We have we travel all the time. Our small sales team. So if you if you want to get a gene, find us on social media or. And then, you guys have come to them. That's absolutely. Oh, I, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. People do house like trunk shows. You know, five to ten people like they do pop ups in people's houses. Nick, you don't. You, you are everybody's already. You don't have to keep selling. No, good. wait. <laughs> I think media, it's though. important for the to say that though. Like, dude, they come in. They show. They bring in literally what 50 pairs of jeans yes, sir. Yes, sir. and they show you all the fabrics all the threads you litter it's it's super cool you get to say i like that i like this i like that and they put it all together for you and measure you and you get a perfect pair of jeans it's it's fucking cool so you know and uh, we have a lot of clients we have a 70 percent ray by rate you know and uh clients send me pictures of outfits and sports the only jackets. reason it ain't 99 is because the fucking jeans last so too good <laughs> i guarantee you that's, that's why problem that's too they make I, the coolers too no, damn good no, <laughs> dude, we've had that problem with first form before yeah. where we've made we've made shit like too too big or too last too long or work too good to where people don't rebuy it you know but, but you know what's you know what's great about us is that they always come back because the same reason why they're still taking your stuff because it's quality product you right know? You know, in this time, people appreciate good work. Yeah. And so that's a, you know, it's a great time to be in America. It's a exciting time for an entrepreneur. The state of Mississippi has been good to us. So it's just the Southern vibe as you are keeping it real and trying to make a good product. I have to tell you guys that I had a friend in grad school when I was in seminary and he was from Louisiana. And uh, I was asking him about a, his state and he's like, uh, well, Vaughn, we're, we're a pretty poor state. We you get, you know, and he kind of talked about that. And I said, well, what are you proud of most about your state? And he goes, well, our state motto. At least we're not. Uh, at least we're not Mississippi. <laughs> right. You know who know. says that? Louisiana. My buddy from Louisiana. 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 The, he know, said the state motto like of Louisiana is at least we're not you Mississippi. Ugly. You yeah, know, it's right. like you know the state of Mississippi is uh, you know is is very collective from top to bottom. I guess you would say, but you know North Mississippi is a beautiful place. It is. You know, uh, um, you know, especially in Oxford, where I'm from, it's uh, a wealthy, uh, educated, uh, liberal Southerners. You know, you can't say that about a lot of places, Charleston, Savannah. So, but you, you know what I love about Mississippi is that the culture is still intact. Yeah. You know, people are still real. They Definitely. have manners. You know, p- people have forgot please and thank you. Yeah. Opening damn doors. I got stuck opening a door in Vegas one time. I mean, I had to wait. You know, I'm like, damn, didn't, didn't nobody teach you nothing? Right. You know, and that's one thing I'll say about Mississippi. You know, you know, our greatest resource is the people. Absolutely. You know, it's not a bunch of strip malls and, and chain. And he was just poking rep. fun at yeah. his uh, No, rival, I'm going to stand up for Mississippi shit. Yeah. Head, all right, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and some damn beautiful people. I mean, if we're not, you know. That's true. The liaisons. That's true. But, that's true. You know. Well, the other thing he said uh, about Mississippi was that they redshirt beauty queens at Ole Miss. <laughs> so that's good. So, what do you mean? So they I can prove that with beauty science. queens, okay. meaning the the women at Ole Miss are so, so plent the beautiful women are so plentiful that they redshirt them. Meaning, I, well, let's be real, dude. I mean, the South's got some beautiful. Yeah, women. Yeah, that's what but, I'm talking. But l- l- let me go back to history and science, and I can prove why Oxford, Mississippi, has more beautiful women than anywhere. Now, Josh married Miss Ole Miss, like he had a lot of game when he had hair, you know. Um, Damn, dude, it's your first rodeo or what? <laughs> yeah. Got to play a video before the movie plays. No shit. (laughs) But uh, back-to-back Miss Americas in 1959 and 1960 were from the campus of Ole Miss. Is that right? every woman in the world that wanted their baby girl to be Miss America sent them down to Oxford. And guess what they call Oxford? It's the velvet ditch because you come, you get stuck, but it's comfortable. 
I was so, heard a whole so, different so, thing. See, you, you, see, you didn't open up a damn can of worms. No, I want to go to a football game. No, I, I, I heard something completely different than Velvet Ditch. Yeah, and Velvet. then I heard come. And then I heard, and I'm but like, what the fuck? That's why we do have a tailor shop on the square, and we're making a high end, and we get a waiting list. You know, it takes five to six weeks to get our gene in, in normally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for busting me out and making a ton of people mad. Uh, but no, I mean, you know, we couldn't open up. Well, that was a special many. circumstance. Let's be real. I had, I had an event the next day that I wanted to wear the pants at, and you made it happen. So, I, I mean, that's that was amazing. So, I know that's that is not normal, guys. Like, ever. Grisham's not from Mississippi, is he? Yes. Oh, he is. Is yeah. he in Oxford? Oh, was. Now I thought he is. John Grisham? Yeah, but a writer. It's a home yeah, of Faulkner. Wright Thompson from yeah, ESPN, right. okay. the gardening gun yeah, editor yeah, yeah, yeah. there. So, we're really good at writing and drinking. Yeah, you're not fucking moving to Oxford. Like, yeah. I, you're like I'm now you're selling, trying to sell. I was like, hey, you want to come on down? Came. No, <laughs> I don't know. It sounds pretty cool. <laughs> no, isn't it gr- no seriously though, isn't it great again? Velvet, <laughs> <laughs> <Those are> what? <laughs> Isn't it great when somebody is really into where they live, though, yeah. and they're just proud of it? It's awesome. You would be, too, if you didn't live 400 miles away from where everything else is. <laughs> He's from Columbia, Missouri. I know. Oh, man. Oh, I do not live in Columbia, Missouri. You're not far. Yeah. <laughs> that may be the problem. Southwest flies there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, dude. <laughs> this motherfucker's like, oh, I don't like St. Louis. I'm like, you don't fucking live in St. Louis. <laughs> How would you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, um, guys, first off, I love what you're doing. Both of you guys. It's fucking amazing. It's a real entrepreneurship story. It, it's it's America, man. You know what I'm saying? This is this is what I love about what you guys are doing. And it's like down to the core American. And uh, I just think it's amazing. I love hearing the stories of real products being created and sold. You know, the term entrepreneur has become a term for somebody selling a program on how to get rich. You know what I mean? And... To have a couple guys on that are in the grind, doing it, uh, kicking ass, and having a good time. They're good people, man. Uh, it's an honor. So, thanks for coming on. Thanks for making the trip. Um, guys, check out BlueDelta.com and check these guys out because I can guarantee you, you will not have a better customer experience. And you know that I don't say that or give that kind of compliment out lightly. Um, these are some amazing dudes and, uh, you know... Do what you can to support them because they make awesome stuff. And they're good idea. people. Yeah. You, you, you know, you share this podcast on your page. You fucking tag Vaughn, tag whomever, give away a couple pair of Blue Deltas. How about this? How about this? Tag Vaughn and Vaughn will buy you a couple pair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I think it'd be a great dude. It'd be cool. You yeah. Know, get, a lot, get a ton of shares out of it. What I'm down you, with that. What do you think? I'm great. down with that. That's fine. As long as you know how to spell my name. Which well, everybody doesn't. I'm down. Listen, no, B O N K O L E R. Share share the share podcast. The po- share share the pot. Share this episode. Tag me and Vaughn, and I'll pick two people to send these guys to and get you fitted, and you'll awesome. see what it's about. Cool. On my dime. I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah, cool. I stay behind these dudes 100. percent Love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, dude. Yeah. Thank you. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming out. Yeah, so, man, dude. Fuck yeah. yeah. All right, guys. That's the show. Now remember. Pay the fee. And this this one you get a little extra prize for, which is uh, you get to enter into maybe a free pair, maybe get to meet these guys and uh, have them come out and fit you. So pay the fee. Share the episode. Guys, thanks for all the support. Thanks for all the reviews. Thanks for all the recommendations. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you next time.